Hello there, I'm Selmina Rumawak in Papua, Indonesia, and you're listening to the English Sabbath School podcast, Information and Transformation. Hi there, dear friends, I'm Mo Saina for the English Sabbath School podcast. Lesson 12, can you believe it? For Friday, I said Friday, September 15th. Today's title... Further thought, 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 yes, further thought. Let us review, let us meditate about what we studied this past week. Wow, but first, let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for having brought us through another week with victories, with losses, with defeats, but with the certainty that you are by our side and at the end we shall be victorious because we are not dependent on our own strength but we are depending on you. Be with us, give us your peace, give us your grace, guide us as we study your word, and may we be blessed and be a blessing to others in Jesus' name. Amen. So the lesson starts with a quote by Ellen G. White from the Advent Review and Sabbath Herald, May 8th, 1888. So lots of eights, huh? She said, quote, she wrote, Our work is an aggressive one, and as faithful soldiers of Jesus, we must bear the blood-stained banner into the very strongholds of the enemy. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual weakness in high places. If we will consent to lay down our arms, to lower the blood-stained banner, to become the captives and servants of Satan, we may be released from the conflict and the suffering. But this peace will be gained only at the loss of Christ and heaven. We cannot accept peace on such conditions. No, 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 no. Let it be war, war to the end of earth's history, rather than peace through apostasy and sin, unquote. Wow, isn't it amazing? But I remember now, it just came to my mind, a sermon that I attended at our local church by our brother um, Giovanni Costa, and he preached about the, about Gideon and his 300 men, 300 warriors. And God's selection was very interesting, but I had never thought about that because God separated. There were 32,000 soldiers initially. Then those who were afraid, those who had issues could go home and 22,000 uh, went away and 10,000 remained. And God said, it's, there are still too many. And to select those only 300 remain, uh, remaining valiant men, brave men, uh, God said, take them down to, uh, to the water. Those who lift up their hands and pick the water and lift the water to their lips must be separated from those that go like dogs l licking the water with their tongues. And those who licked the water with their tongues like dogs were only 300. And I always, okay, why? But why? And then I understood that they were so focused uh, at the battle that they would not let down their sword, their spear, their shield. So they were still with their hands busy carrying their weapons of war. So they had to bend down and lick the water, uh, lick the water, lick the water, just like uh, dogs. And this was the differential. The other ones that let down their arms, let down their guards, 
and went down to pick up the water with their hands and lift it to their mouths, they were disclassified, they were eliminated. Interesting, isn't it? Wow, because this is a serious war, a serious war. Check it out, go to Joshua chapter 6 and chapter 7 and read the story. It's amazing, it's amazing, amazing. But focusing here on Ephesians chapter 6, the question is, how does Ephesians 6, 10, 20 relate to the book of Revelation? The passage exhibits the same basic views of last-day events or eschatology, as Seventh-day Adventists like to talk about, as the battle motive in the book of Revelation. You are invited to take a look at Revelation 12, 16, 19, 20. In both Ephesians and Revelation, the people of God are under attack by the enemy who is in heavenly places and is active and powerful in the present eon or age. In both, the people of God are encouraged by the picture of the future eon, the future age. Further, both scenarios explicitly point to the final battle, when the enemy will be conquered completely. Oh, Lord, uh, hasten that day, Father, after which the new eon will be established forever, a new age in which the final glorious state of the people of God and the eternal doom of the enemy will be evident. Amen, amen for that. King of kings and Lord of lords. See Jordan Kalev Zekov, Eschatology of Ephesians, uh, from the Evangelical Theological Seminary, 2005. Now, after reading all of this uh, theological uh, uh, commentary, let us see the questions to put into practice in your Sabbath school class. Discussion questions. When have you most clearly confronted the powers of darkness? What have you found to be the most helpful strategies at those times? Mm -hmm. Difficult, isn't it? Next question. Informed by Ephesians 6, 10, 20, how would you minister to someone who seems especially oppressed by the spiritual forces of evil? For example, Ephesians 6, 12, from uh, the NIV, it says, for a struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the power of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And the final question, how do we best discern and reject the schemes of the devil? How do we best discern and reject his attacks? Uh, and that's from the ESV. The NIV says, Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. I like these words, the schemes, the plans he had to destroy us. Oh, mercy, Father. Mercy, Father. But let us take a look here. The question, for example, how often do you feel ready to give up your faith because you feel that you are too sinful, too corrupt to be saved? Who is putting that thought in your head? Ah, is it Christ or the forces of darkness? Especially at times like that, why must you claim many of the wonderful promises we have been given in Jesus? Yes, my brother. Yes, my sister. Claim those promises. It reminds me of something that happened to us this week as well. A couple of months ago, there was a little uh, row, a little fight, a little disagreement in our church about something that a brother said to a young lady. And her boyfriend was very offended, very angry about it. 
and there was a kind of a confrontation between that uh, older man and the boyfriend. And then when the pastor was called, the elders were called, and we interceded and we came to an agreement. Um, and that we thought was over. But the person, the, um, the per one of the, the people involved in that uh, disagreement, an older man, he said that he's been ruminating on that. He's been, this, the, 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 that issue is still uh, poisoning his soul, etc., etc., etc. And I said, listening, and he said, God is making me to try, to, uh, is leading me to make amends and to fix that issue and sort it out. And I said, are you sure it is God who is telling you not to rest and uh, to, 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 to dig again what has already been buried and forgotten, an issue that is not important and irrelevant today? And then he meditated about it and then he said, um, okay, I will follow Jesus' example. I will turn the other cheek. He feels that he was offended. Uh, he wasn't offended. Actually, it was the other person that was uh, uh, hurt by what he said. But anyway, he decided to follow Jesus' example of forgiveness and letting go. And I think we have to learn this as well, right? But that's why we must claim the enemy attacks us. The enemy wants us to feel we are worthless, we are miserable, we are terrible sinners, we are awful people, and the world is against us. But God says, if he is for us, who can be against us, right? So, my friends, this is the end of Lesson 12 for Friday. Friday, I said, September 15th. I am Mo Sena, Moasir Sena. And for more information, please get in touch with us on Facebook or Instagram, Believes UNESP. Tell our friends about our podcast. It is available on any podcast platform. Rate us pretty please with five stars so that more people may discover us. And thank you, my friends, for listening, for sharing, and for praying with us and for us. And remember, tomorrow is the Sabbath. A day of rest, of joy. As I like to say, the world's day of joy. The world's holiday. Every week we have this holiday. Go to a local church. Have fellowship. Have communion with the Lord and with your fellow brothers and sisters. Be a blessing and be blessed there. Don't be by yourself if you can. Because there is strength in the power of the Lord. When this people are gathered, when his people are gathered together, the warrior is a child, but we can encourage and comfort one another. Have a wonderful Sabbath. <laughs>